Welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. We think the title needs no explanation, but hey, I'm going to explain it anyway, just in case you didn't get it. There's there's nothing like mansplaining. Yeah, a little I do something. love that. Or woman. <laughs> Binge or Cringe is about what is streaming, and uh, that can be on, well, what, wherever you stream. I happen to stream on Hulu and Amazon Prime and the Netflix and uh, I do watch stuff on YouTube, but I'm not as into it as the offspring are. And and I don't really want to talk about YouTubers <clears throat> ever, but we're talking about mostly what's streaming. And so in some cases, it may be that it was a movie or not a movie. It was a TV show that maybe was on CBS and now it's all on Hulu. But I don't watch live TV because I want it when I want it and I want it all at once. I don't I don't like after waiting for bathroom breaks for no. a commercial if I want to pause it. Like, uh, yeah. the streaming was the thing that I never realized that I always wanted. Yes. Like, yes, truly. I, I can I can cast it from my phone to any television in my house. Like, I I live in an episode of Star Trek now. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. And it's, uh, I mean, it's the only way. And I don't, again, I don't have to wait a week. I don't have to wait a week, especially the way that Netflix or, uh, well, uh, and Hulu, not necessarily to the larger extent. I can sit there if if I've got the time and the inclination. I can do twelve episodes in oh. a day. Oh, like yeah. I mean, I I got to clear my schedule, but like, eh. I mean, who doesn't want a large meal? Okay, sometimes I I just don't do stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> there is that. You know, you you know, you're like, I'm just going to put this on. I've never seen it before. I'll put it on for just a second. You know, ten hours later. And once you get that first taste, yeah, yeah. So we're going to help you along because. It is an investment now that this is how we watch TV. And sometimes you need to know it's going to take you three or four episodes to get into it, but it's worth it. Can you watch it with your kids or should you? Things like that. So that's what this is all about. If you want our opinions on some stuff, just, uh, you know, find us. We can be found. It's my, my opinions are usually not hard to find. No, like, mine are everywhere. You, you may find some like on the sidewalk as you're walking. Like mm-hmm. they're just – it. it, it it, it they're a little bit everywhere. Yeah, I when I go to Walmart, it's usually just I'm going to have my opinion here at the deli, and then someone else wants to talk about something else. I'm just going to go, go, go. So not a problem. So we're going to start off with Santa Clarita Diet, which I'm going to say right now I love. It is Drew Barrymore and Tim Oliphant. He the exceptional. Timothy uh, Oliphant. Uh, if you if you've not experienced Justified, then, like you need after to. after you have watched Santa Clarita Diet, like it's another one that you just need to watch yeah, the entire you just have thing. To. But have to. he uh he he's exceptional. He really like is. And he was also in Tombstone. Yes. Uh no, not Tombstone. The other one, the Deadwood. Other, Deadwood. Yes. I don't know why I mix those up. It's because I do. One's a pizza and he, one isn't. Well, it's Timothy Oliphant shooting people like with yeah. with guns and being very cavalier about it. Exactly. So, and, and that's another one you should watch. Uh, but Santa Clarita Diet, they just put out season two, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I believe so. Yeah. And I have seen both seasons. Have you seen both? Yes. Okay. So you see, sweet little Drew Barrymore, very in, in, little ETs, like mm-hmm. little Drew, like. And she and her husband are the the perfect, well, the perfect. They're just regular people. They happen to work in real estate together. If you look at the advertisements, 
like for this, like, mm-hmm. and you're not paying, like, if you're looking at it peripherally, it almost looks like it's some kind of romantic comedy, right? Or maybe just your, not necessarily a run-of-the-mill sitcom, but like, it doesn't look like there's going to be too much of an edge. Like, they've got a house, they've got a kid, they've got neighbors, all oh, yeah. hijinks, like, right? Right. Uh, until you watch the entire, and again, <laughs> the first season, I didn't realize this. I was only looking. I was like, oh, I like Timothy Oliphant. I'll have to check that out sometime. Then, like, I actually (laughs) read up on it a little bit more. It reminds me a lot of Bewitched. If they could swear there was copious amounts of blood and Samantha was a zombie. Yes, that's exactly what it is. She's just like Samantha Stevens. And it's real funny. And I, I was pleased with season one. Season two was even funnier to me. Maybe it's because Nathan Fillion was in it. Even more. I, I didn't object to that. Firefly, no. another yeah. binge-worthy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh. Oh. Anyway, so Santa Clarita Diet, that's the thing. Uh, and this this isn't a spoiler. You need to know it starts. All of a sudden, she's puking. And she's puking on a family guy joke level of puking. Like on a hyperbolic yes. level. Just to the point that like there is no way that... Little Drew Barrymore could have, like, mathematically, it is impossible. There is no logistical way she had this much green bile, like, contained within her. There's so much puke that it had me wondering, well, clearly the hose that they're feeding this out, because it's a, a profile view of her puking, clearly the hose is here, but what are they using, really? You know, I'm, I'm assuming maybe dyed clam chowder. Uh, I've some, also heard oatmeal like works uh, in the puke scenes. Anyway, so that's her first sign, that. And from there, the nerdy neighbor, also very funny guy. One, one of my favorite characters yes. in the show. He comes over, and of course he has a crush on their daughter. She's very cool. He figures it out. He goes, your mom, she's, a, she's undead, really. He's the one that calls it. Yes. She's a zombie, and she really likes raw meat, and they try to keep her in raw meat. But, you know, when you're a nude zombie, a nude, sometimes maybe. That's a different show. When you're a new zombie, <laughs> uh, you don't know that you have cravings that you can't control, so who knows who's going to get chomped on? And sometimes, you know, it's convenient. And sometimes it's less yes. than convenient. But basically the story is in order they're doing what they can to either cure her and or keep her out of jail. and Maybe maybe keep some symptoms at bay. Yes. And she says, well, if i got to eat people, I'm just going to eat the bad ones. Which is an interesting yeah, justification. It really is. In season two, she discovered some Nazis were around. And so that was mostly her target. And it's like, can't really I mean, complain. As a, as a viewer. And like, these are not like... I, I don't know if this word actually exists. I, it may be an oxymoron. Sympathetic Nazi. Um, yeah, they're not. They don't paint these guys as multifaceted either. They are the most hateful Nazis mm-hmm. you have ever met. They'll say something else and you're like, they're even worse than mm-hmm. I had initially it's suspected. Like, it's like you want to eat them if you could. You want to become a zombie so that you can wipe them off like right. the face of the earth. So that's pretty much it. The first one is the setup of her finding out she's a zombie and not knowing how does this happen. The rules and regulations of what's going to happen to her. Like now that she's undead, does she live or unlive for I don't know what the verbiage is. I don't know. And neither does Timothy Oliphant, the husband. The real comedy here isn't just the, oh, there's somebody's finger. 
it's they insist that they lead a normal life and that their daughter goes to school and leads a normal life and she's going to be mom and she's she's devoted to her family or at the very least the as simple a life as one can have exactly when when dealing with the, some of the circumstances that we've we've discussed earlier mm-hmm. so season 1 is kind of the whole setup comedy there season two they're now looking into a bigger picture surely she can't be the only one or things like that or there's got to be a cure somehow some way and or, so or the very, there's got to be the your your zero your mm-hmm. zero moment like whatever whatever you want a patient zero and eating the nazis yes so lots lots of comedy and as far as I'm concerned, Santa Clarita Diet is a must-watch. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, it was another one of those that, like, I got mad that my Netflix wasn't asking me, um, are you still awake? Like, it just, it ends, and then it asks you to give it up a thumb, thumbs up or thumb down. Like, I pretty much binged season one and two, not necessarily back-to-back, but they were very, very mm-hmm. close together. It was a very abrupt stop for me. I, like I've mentioned before. Is there, what, 23, 25 minutes long each episode? I don't even know if it's, I mean, they are, I don't they know are comparatively short yeah so i mean you can honestly you can knock this thing out in three days if you're committed and this is with you still going to work going to school yeah doing whatever yeah you can do that and i suggest you do because i found it very entertaining so santa clarita diet a must watch oh from us it's binge it's binge worthy without a doubt okay now cringe worthy what's the worst thing you have tried to watch um i am i'm very very large about my due process when it comes to shows like i will read up on things Mm -hmm. like i will look at reviews on things i am almost certain that i'm going to love it before i jump into something Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm almost the same way about like a lot of films that i go see if i'm going to put down money i need to be certain that like my eight or twelve or whatever amount of money that i've paid for it um so i don't actually end up in a lot of situations that i cringe or if I do, like, I have gotten to that point before I really get into it. Sometimes, sometimes I am wrong. For me, it's uh, it's, the, it's the Hateful Eight. I think the Hateful Eight is the Quentin Tarantino movie. It is. What am I thinking of? It's the... The, the Ridiculous Six. I, th- I think so, yeah. Yes. I kept, yes, I, was I, sitting... kept, I kept thinking, that's such a good name. I don't think that's Adam a Sandler, Sandler movie. Adam Sandler is not in The Hateful Eight. No. <laughs> By the way, The Hateful Eight is an exceptional movie. <laughs> And you really should watch it. But I meant the ridiculous six. <laughs> <laughs> so they go, now that, why does that sound so for, uh, oh, okay. okay. So enough. Yeah. Hateful Eight. That is really good. That's worth watching again. Ridiculous six. Uh, here's my take on the Adam Sandler movies. There are some in all of his filmography, which you would be surprised by if you would but watch them. For instance, Click and The Cobbler. And uh, that one where is he's somebody's housekeeper and something I forget, but it was good. She was Spanish. Whatever. Oh, Spanglish. Spanglish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, should have known. Well, it's that. Jim Brooks. Oh, as well, good as it go. gets. Like, okay. yeah. So he. It's not that he doesn't make good movies. And personally, he just from his interviews, he seems like a real nice guy. So I, I like mean, him. Literally, he has yeah. hired all of his friends right for the last twenty years. And I. I love that about him, and I genuinely like him as much as I can for not knowing him at all. And he he seems to be like a philanthropic person. Like, right. He does good things. I'm just saying, like, his films have moved past 
me. Yeah, I just need to say that I do like them, and now I'm going to say the Netflix ones are horrible. Okay, uh... But I did watch the most recent one, and I can't name you all of his Netflix ones, except for not The Hateful Eight, but The Ridiculous Six. I couldn't. Not a sequel, not in any way related. I couldn't get through. Yes, it was funny to have a werewolf guy. Um, um, oh what's dear. his face? He also appears in a lot of Quentin Tarantino's yes, movies. Yes, yes. Um, okay, you were either Team Edward or Team... That guy, who's he's... I can't remember his name. Tyler Lautner. Taylor. Taylor Lautner. There you go. Okay. okay. Taylor Lautner. It's funny that he's playing a Mongo-type character, and Mongo, of course, Mel Brooks. That's funny, because he's always the dreamy guy. I get why that's funny. I thought you were talking about Steve Buscemi. Like, <laughs> my, my head did not go no. in the same direction. Okay. All right, I, I all get right. why that's funny, but um, I couldn't. And usually... I will invest in a movie, and it's like, well, at least I have to fast forward and find out how it ends, just so I'll have closure for the next 10 minutes. I couldn't. It's just like, I'm done. That happened to me with uh, Kevin Smith's The Walrus movie. I can't... I can't even say I've heard of it. Like, he he did a film where a man, like, captures a person and makes... Turns them... Sews, like, a walrus suit, like, on. Didn't they just win an Oscar? No. Tusk is the name of it. Like, oh, I fought. My, I thought like, that was the water or something. I am a uh, um, shape of water. Yeah, so it was not. No, that. Tusk is not related to that. <laughs> anyway, like it sounds I am the same. I I was very much like a a huge fan of Kevin, like Clerks, Clerks Two, um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Chasing Amy, like Mallrats. I I had to fight to make it through Tusk. Wow. Um. I watched it in spite of like how I, I was just, it was almost at that point that the film was mocking me. And I was like, mm. oh, you don't think I can make it through because <laughs> I'm going to do it. Like you, you can just stink, stink it up in here, movie. Like, cause I'm, I'm going through you. Right. Um, and it, fe- I, I think that seems like the, a similar feeling that you are having to the Adam Sandler yes. movies on there. Just yes. going, oh, okay, I started you. You don't think I'll finish you, do you? Oh, I have to. Say I won't. Say I won't. I couldn't finish Ridiculous 6. I could finish The Hateful Eight. Now, the one that just came out, I think, a week ago is called This Week. And right away, it's like, Chris Rock! Yay! Um, I would say the positive thing about these, at the very least, is that they don't seem like they cost a lot right. of money. Like. And you know that Adam Sandler's friends are literally on a speed dial. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, guys, we're shooting another one. Okay. Like, oh, do I need to do any character development? No. <laughs> oh, guys. Whatever. No, no, yeah. no. Just, I'll just give just you another car. Here, we've, we'll, get some, we'll get some costumes out of the trailer. Yeah. It'll be great. Is there a script? Not yet. We'll, I, we'll figure it out, guys. I want to be on his speed dial like that. Yes, I know that I'm I'm just spewing like just bile about him right now, but that's <laughs> understand totally... understand that if he called me right now and said Adam Cravens, I need you to work for me. Okay. I, I'd just be like, "Yes, sir, Mr. Sandler, I'll be, be right there, Mr. Sandler. What can I do, Mr. Sandler?" <laughs> so, this week in comparison to the other Adam Sandler Netflix movies, or maybe let's just say 80% of all of his movies, I thought was good. Now, it's not guess who's coming to dinner good. No. But I actually laughed out loud a few times. And for me, to make me laugh out loud, you have to reach a certain level. And there was some, uh, there was some funny stuff in there. Chris Rock is a genuinely funny person. Like, he is, but it wasn't his jokes. His, his character was the most... 
It's it's all about his character, you know, the distant dad, and his uh, son is marrying Adam Sandler's daughter, and he's got money, and Adam Sandler doesn't, and that's the whole story. Uh, but there's some comedy. I will virtually guarantee you, like, he was probably heavily involved in the writing of that. Like, if you've ever watched any of his stand-up, like, the man knows how to set up and just knock like mm-hmm. a joke out of the park. And like I don't think he's selfish enough that he would always have to be the recipient of oh, that of right. that joke. Like especially if he's in the movie. If if the, if the film does well or is it like I guess on Netflix how many how many See times they don't it's tell viewed. you. That's the thing. Netflix saying not the hateful eight that the ridiculous six was one of the most watched movies and that's why they gave Sandler another four picture deal. They'd say it was the most watched because this many people watched it. They're not telling us that. They'll just tell you it was one of the most. Like, yes. what does the number most represent? Like, is most, if I have a, do, is a bushel of mosts? Like, That's what, right. what number is that? Was it most of the people in Mr. Netflix's house watched it? Is that it? It had to be, because I can't, I can't imagine most people. No one ever uh, went broke, Jane, uh, like, appealing to the lowest common denominator. That's like, true. and I don't, I don't want to say that as an insult to people that enjoy his humor. It, it's not for me. But I don't think anyone has ever accused Adam mm-hmm. Sandler of being highbrow. Oh, it's not highbrow, and it's got a heartwarming story. Which I'll be honest, I don't always want a heartwarming story. I just want something that's incredibly funny. I want, I want something that entertains me yes. for the amount of time that you have told me that you're going to require me for your narrative. Mm-hmm. If it's two mm-hmm. hours. I need to be entertained. If it's 22 I minutes, I need to be entertained. Uh, he goes to pick up his uncle to bring him to the house because everyone's coming in for the wedding. His uncle lost a leg to diabetes, and uh, he was not told that he'd actually lost two. So I get it. You see Adam Sandler carrying around. I, I, I mean to look this up. I think the actor may have lost his legs because of how it was filmed. I You're not I don't know. Assuming there was a lot of green screening going on on that set. I don't know. I mean, that's the first thing I'm going to assume. But later, I thought, well, maybe he really is. But there's so of course there's comedy. It's like they 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 put him in the car, and you know, there's that. There's the physical comedy there. Uh, there there. I mean, are... I will say, like, I didn't realize Gary Sinise had legs. Like, until I saw him in Apollo 13, mm. oh, after yeah. I had seen Forrest Gump. Like, I was a younger adult then. I wasn't necessarily aware of him, and I, I, my experience with him was Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump. Then I see him in Apollo 13, and I'm like, whoa, wait, <laughs> what? You, they, can, they can do they that? They can do that. Yeah, that's for sure. So, if you want to binge all of the Adam Sandler movies on Netflix, I can't back that, but if you want to watch just one, watch this week. You can, if it is your cup of tea, like yes. by all means. However, um, it is not ours. Correct. If you want to watch movies where you see across the cafeteria this really tightly knit group of friends having a good time, and all you get to do is watch them have a good time, but you don't really know what's going on because they're not your friends. That's kind of what it's like because you know they all had a good time, but you didn't have the good time because you just had to watch the movie. If you See? need a subtle farce, like <laughs> th- this is not this is not that. So yes, uh, 
but this week is this week is watchable. There you go. Okay. It's it's watchable. I didn't want to stick a fork in my eye. That's so. I mean, and that's I mean, that's a positive. Like yeah. no matter how you walk away from that sentence, not wanting to stick a fork in your eye, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean, good good life advice on yeah. top of that. Okay. So and because uh, you know we could go on all day and often do because it is fresh, lost in space. Tell me about it. I enjoyed a lot of Lost in Space. Have you seen all of it? I've not gotten through all of it yet. Um, I, I think I'm about four or five episodes in, and I believe it's about like 10, 10 11 mm-hmm. episodes, which seems to be about the, uh, I guess, your standard uh, average for episodes in mm-hmm. Netflix. The uh, the cinematography, like the production values. Yeah, I've seen some scenes of it. I just haven't been able to watch it. It looked like beautifully even, done. Even the actors that they have chosen for this, like all of that seems very exceptional like honestly more so than the and i'm probably the first person that's talked about it in 20 years the, the 19 lost in space movie yes the one I was with just matt leblanc yes like and the giant spider I, the less that we speak of it, now i've become nauseous now <laughs> I, now i need to stick that fork in my eye why do i even remember that it, i think it's because you were traumatized there's an emotional connection I in that memory i saw it in the theater i was excited to I see it i saw that in the dollar theater and i felt like i had been ripped off <laughs> like i i still i they i gave them a dollar and they took 2 hours for me that i can't uh-huh. ever have back i felt that way about mars attacks so and i saw it for free I'm just that's, that's when you know, like when you paid a pittance to see it and you're just like, oh, I am so angry. I could have saw cured cancer in those two hours. I could have done any. I could have went back and watched Back to the Future or Ghostbusters. Wouldn't have been mad about that. No, I sure wouldn't have. Anyway, so in case you didn't know, Lost in Space was a TV show. And aired around the same time the original Star Trek mm-hmm. aired. And it was basically about a family, and they're that lost was, in space. I mean, yeah, yeah. And for me, you've got the robot and the, oh, the pain, the pain, the pain, and Danger Will Robinson. That's I think that's what a lot of people that's took away That's really from it. all I recall. Um, I don't... I'm, I know I've seen episodes, but it wasn't something that I knew well. I just knew of it and those pop culture references. So... All the same characters are in, but the doctor this time is a woman? Yes. 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 At any time, has she said, oh, the pain, the pain? No, I don't, not like no. that. Like, okay. again, like the performances, um, like all, all, just all of it except the writing. I don't know the actor, or not the actors, the, the names of them right offhand. The, the writing doesn't even seem lazy. It does not feel like it's as engaging as everything else like they did. It's it's like if you had you had went and got like these these artisan, like, you know, ripened like things, like you you had this potato like prepared using like the chefs like and then you decided that you would you would put bologna like on mm-hmm. my plate like too. Like just I mean it's it's edible. Yeah. It's passable. Like the dialogue it's not cringe worthy dialogue. Like you're not just like, ugh, like what what kind of a weird camp place have you mm-hmm. journeyed from? But I don't feel like those guys are on the same level as everyone else that's working mm-hmm. on it. Now, I think I saw, uh, just going through the living room, a little bit of the first two episodes. 
are all of the episodes, here's what's going on now, and here's the flashback to explain it, or is that just what I happen to see? They are, they're taking a very long... Like, somebody definitely, like, must have binge lost before they... Yeah. Before they got into this. Like, and I don't... I don't even mind the flashback. Like, I'm saying, like, they... It, it, I think it's a good device. Like, Lost used it to fantastic mm-hmm. um, effect. I just... I, I, I wish that the writing was as good as everything else. And like I, I that's why I don't want to down the show necessarily. I'm interested enough that I keep watching, but it's not one of those things where I start trading my sleep for right. it. Okay. Like you, you, when when it's just really just delightfully bit like several episodes of Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. I'm just like I can I can I can sleep. do that. I can sleep thirty minutes less. There's yeah. it's not a big deal. Like with Lost in Space, I'm like I'll, I'll get home from work, like I'll make myself something to eat. After I finish the eating, like I may just pause the episode and I'll I'll pick it up whenever um, I'm eating again or whenever I I've got you know um, ready access to the television. Mm-hmm. But I'm not compelled. I'm not driven to just find the end of this. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe it picks up like more than halfway through. Maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. But I just I'm not like I said. I'm not compelled. From the reviews That's, I've read, the pacing is a bit slow. And so I don't know if it's going to pick up. I do know I'm going to plan to watch it. I've talked to other people who say they watch it as a family and they like watching it. These uh, families with kids 12 and it's up. It's not inherently offensive. Like yeah. the children are encouraged to be like intelligent mm-hmm. in it. That's why I like I don't this. The show doesn't make me angry at it. OK. I just wish that it was a little bit better. So on binge or cringe, I think we're going to have to rate binge watchable. And cringe. So you might not want to spend five hours watching Lost in Space, no, th- but it's watchable. I, I think it is an adequate use of your time, but I don't think that you're going to just need to, like, consume in mass quantities. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. to, to take something from the Coneheads. Like. <laughs> uh, another movie that not watchable. No. Skit? No. Yes. Skit, yes. Movie, movie cringe. No. Okay, so there you have it. We are going to be talking about what's streaming for as long as they let us, really. Sure, or as long as there's things to stream. Yeah. And then then after they don't stream things, whatever. If they're not streaming it, do you think it'll actually get played in our heads? Like when we have the microchip implanted so we don't have to carry a phone, will we see an image like on one of our retinas so we can be watching a movie and? I know that part of our show's name is Cringe, so I... (laughs) I don't want to use this example, but it's the only one I have readily aware in my mind. Yes. Batman Forever taught us the evils of that, Jane, and, and the, the, the terror that can befall us. I'm going to say it right here. I thought Batman Forever was watchable. Yeah. But looking back on that now, I'm just saying, like, if I, if I have got a, a, a gun to your head and I'm mm-hmm. saying you pick Bale, you pick Keaton, or you pick Kilmer. Like you've got to pick one of their movies. Mm-hmm. Who's the Batman that 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 you cut out first? Uh, that'd be Kilmer. I'm I'm, I'm just pointing it out yeah. to you. Like yeah. it's it, it's watchable. Well, let me I've seen let it me on point TNT. this out to you. I thought you were talking about the Clooney one. No. Okay. <laughs> nope. No. Okay. No, I'm not the cold and ice and they me boom. Like, <laughs> See, I can't find anything redeeming about that. Like, and I am, I am a hardcore just Batman. I'm just saying, I, I have a I Batman tattoo. Like, 
It had ba- George Batman Clooney in a tux, okay? How do you how do you mess that up? Like was that I, it's George Clooney in a tux. I found it wonderful. Has Batman like I don't care. Uh, I don't care. It I I you and I were looking for two different things. Yes, we were. And, in the in that film. And I can understand from someone who is a fan of those stories, probably it was really painful. Jane, I can I could easily do four hours right now <laughs> on everything that I would change about Batman and Robin, which is about I don't know, and let's say two hours and twenty minutes longer than the film itself. Like, <laughs> and I I could do it right now. Like, I don't even need prep time for it. Like, <laughs> if that tells you anything about like where I was mentally in nineteen ninety seven watching that film in the theater. Well, at least you let go of the anger. No, I don't. I don't let things go. Like it's. Uh, I, I find that uh, much, much, much like uh, much like Thor, like the pain, uh, yeah, the need for revenge, the uh, the hatred. It uh, it's a great motivator. Yeah, and it that's sure what is. I that's what I do with films yeah, and, and television you. shows. I I obsess over them for a twenty one year period, and I just use that energy. Um, in my everyday life, if I didn't watch so many movies and TV shows. I wouldn't be able to communicate because my kids have learned to say, did you actually say that? Or is that a pop culture reference? And it's like, well, no, I I actually came up with that one. But this. But, uh, <laughs> that one, yeah, that was, that was Mel Brooks right, yeah, there, okay, right? right there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just the other day I said if I could walk that way, I would need the talcum powder. But anyway, uh, it's really hard for me not to go werewolf, werewolf because I hear the word werewolf a lot. And, like uh, really, my my life is just a center, like a series of interconnected pop culture references mm-hmm. from Mel Brooks and Leslie Nielsen. Like, that's right. And we, sometimes Jim Varney, if you catch me on a, a really good day. <laughs> I was recently uh, quoting two very, very short-lived television shows and <laughs> actually rolled my eyes and said, what do you mean you don't know that? You never heard of Carter Country? Handle it, Roy. Handle it. That's really all I remember, but... Uh, Take, take <laughs> in the heat of the night, make it a really poorly made sitcom, and then have the. I would love to be in the pitch meeting. And for then the have show. the like, um, Charles Durning esque mayor say, "Handle it, Roy. Handle it." And there you have it. I don't know why it was canceled because that stayed with me clearly. I can't tell you anything else about it. Years years <laughs> later, like you just the need to say handle it, Roy, happens all the time. As does the need to say <laughs> the need to quote from stripes to psycho to just, you know, take it down a little. I I have found that there is nothing that a good Bill Murray film mm-hmm. can't cure. Mm-hmm. This, honestly, we speak Bill Murray's, and we'll do that later. It's really hard for us to say goodbye because we could continue, and we will after the show's over. Probably after the, yeah, the microphone we'll just keep has talking. been disconnected. Mm-hmm. Like if you pulled the power from everything else, like we would just be talking around it. Yeah. Like as you heard the, and they'll be like, guys, we're taking it apart. You, yeah. Nope, you can nope. stop talking. I was like, well, no. <laughs> it was just kind of, it, it was. Just so happened we were doing it next to a microphone. That's like, right. We don't need all of this. We, We've we been doing this for years. It just so. so happens people are listening. 
in to theory. us doing it. Yeah, one hopes. So if there's something you want us to check out in the streaming, it's like you want to find out if it's worth your time, let us know. We're gluttons for punishment. Honestly, we'll watch pretty much anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A- and, we'll, and then we'll have opinions. We'll have opinions before we watch it, during, and after. And and sometimes they're they're strikingly similar. Mm-hmm. Other times uh, they are night and day. And yet it, it remains. We will voice them. That's what we're here for. So thank you for hanging out with us on Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.